feels almost too easy. Like, I can't believe we're... It's hard for me to believe we're ready to go. I know. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Josiah, and I don't want to say wingman, Easton, but do you feel demeaned by that? Yeah, I know what you. I know what you're saying. I don't feel okay. So uh, Easton Walker, hurt. actually, Easton actually does all the hard work. He wires us up, makes us sound good, and so anyway, we're coming to you from my office here at uh, Crosspoint, and we love being with you for the Scripture Podcast. We're going to take a verse of the day, and we're going to chop it up. Yeah, but mainly we're going to pay attention to context and how that can help us understand verses better and actually apply them with more effectiveness and power to our lives. And so, um, appreciate you being along for the ride today. We are going to be in second Corinthians. So Paul helped plan a church and get it going in Corinth. And, uh, some of their difficulties are well known. We, I think everybody with any Bible familiarity, New Testament familiarity knows that, uh, the letter to the Corinthian church, first letter to them is filled with some hairy, scary stuff. But, um, Second Corinthians is a follow-up letter uh, to that from Paul to them. So uh, we're going to get into that today. So first of all, let's just read it from the ESV. Second um, Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, if you're following along at home. It says this, Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So just from a, um, I think this is an excellent verse for context to help us out quite a bit. Uh, first of all, if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, or if you are a Bible student, I think you'll notice from the very first phrase in the verse that we're being keyed into the fact that we really need to know what came before this. So I'll give you just a second to look for the words I'm talking about before I give it away. But if you'll pay attention to the beginning, it says this since we have these promises. So we're dangling in midair, so to speak, when it comes to context. Paul, in other words, he's paying off something that he's written to the Corinthians already. Like he must have talked to them. We're just just judging from our verse here. He must have told them some great promises that we have from God. And the reason why we would need to know what they are. Now, of course, we could go, well, I think I know, you know, Jesus stuff, salvation, heaven, all that. Okay. And you may be right. I don't know. But But what if you're wrong? Because that's the, just judging from the context in verse 7-1 here, he's building something very important on it. What is he building on it? Well, let's look again. Since we have these promises, beloved, they will enable us to let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit. That sounds pretty important. And I would want to cleanse myself from defilement of body and spirit because it will bring holiness to completion in the fear of God. So this, uh, this is a very context-heavy and important verse. So let's do this. Judging from verse 1, if it says, since we have these promises, then I'm guessing we need to go back to 6, the end of 6. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to scroll back there. And we go up now to verse 16. And uh, he's talking to the Corinthians about whether they should eat at these festivals at pagan temples. Okay, The Corinthian Christians were saved in a culture where uh, the national, the local gods were worshipped by getting together for festivals where there was food and drink and some sort of festival, some kind of a party. And the whole idea would be to um, celebrate and appease and give um, 
sacrifices to these gods to keep them happy because these gods would provide, you know, safety and, um, you know, more babies and uh, food and all the things necessary for life. So when the Corinthians get saved, if when these Corinthian citizens say, you know what, there's only one God and that's the father of Jesus Christ and I don't follow these local gods anymore, their friends and neighbors would take it very personally. This was not, this was a very civil, civic thing that they were involved in and they were like, dropping out and you know they would have so it was a lot like modern day america if your friends are like are you judging me because you won't watch this or go here with me or approve of this lifestyle Uh, is it because you don't like me so i think all of us have had to you know probably cover that with family members where you're like it's not about judging you or hating you or not liking you it's that this you know i i owe my allegiance to this god all right so i wish i could get more into that but i i can't let's keep it to the scripture podcast so that's that's the context that Paul's writing to these Corinthians in, okay? So after he's told them, look, you guys can't participate in pagan festivals when you have given your allegiance to God because, look at verse 16, we're in 616 now. He says, what agreement has the temple of God, that's all of us, that's the church of Jesus Christ inhabited by his Holy Spirit, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Now, here come the promises, okay? So we want to pay close attention because here come the promises that it will be built on. I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from the midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Here come more promises. Then I will welcome you, and I'll be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Now that's, as I sit here on a Tuesday morning recording this, that's pretty cool. So then when we go to seven one, what promises are we looking at? That God will live with us, that God will live in and through us, that we are a temple of the living God, that if we come out and, and drop these things that God disapproves of, then he will be a father to us, and we will be sons and daughters to him and, and be loved by him, okay? Then, then that's why in 7 and 1, it gains its, its impact where Paul says, since we have these promises, and that's why he calls them beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit. That's why you might say, well, why should I? What's the motivation? Where can I get the strength to leave these things that have played a very deep part in my life? Because I can speak for myself. I can't speak for you listening today. But for me, the things I was doing, the idolatry in my life, the abuse of drugs, the love of money, the love of self, the rebellious spirit against God, these things I was doing because I didn't know, I, it was my way. It was what was helping me cope and survive from day to day. The only reason I let go of them, the only reason I'm walking away from them is because God was greater. God came into my life and I've become a son to him and he's become a father to me. It's his love for me and his dwelling in and through me that has given me the motivation and power to cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, okay? So that's the grace of God. Paul's pulling on that. And if you just read verse 7 and 1, you know, straight up without paying attention to the context, you're going to be left with works religion, works righteousness, where you're just saying, okay, I need to cleanse myself from every defilement of body and spirit. No, it's not going to work. You've got to bank on and stand on the love of God for you. Okay, and now um, not only is it it's pulling on before we can tell that from verse one, the beginning first phrase, since we have these promises, beloved. So we talked about that. Let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body of 
body and spirit. Now it leads into the future context, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Okay, so we have standing, what we're standing on the foundation is the promises and love of God, that he'll be a father to us, we'll be sons and daughters to him. Then future, we will bring holiness to completion because of our fear. And we talked about this in another episode, and I think we've talked about it in a few. But when the Bible talks about the fear of God, again, it means deep respect, deep respect and obedience to God. We'll bring that to completion in the fear of God. Okay, so a beautiful verse, a beautiful reminder, um, and that becomes just that much better, and and we're that much more able to follow it once we understand the context and what um, the original author Paul was trying to communicate to his original audience. Now, in this case, going on to verse two doesn't um, help us a lot just with this verse because Paul opens a, a, a brand new argument there. So there's been some estrangement between him and the Corinthian church. And getting into verse 2, he begins to address that again, okay? So verse 7 and 1 was a completion of a, of a thought there. So we're going to leave 2 alone, not because there's anything wrong with it, but because, you know, of time, we'll just stay with um, the impact there. Now, finally, what are we going to do? We're going to look at can we see Jesus in this verse in 2 Corinthians 7 and 1? Can we? I don't know. It's a good question. I'm all, Episode to episode, I'm always hoping so, you know, Easton. Mm. Because that would be a big old letdown if I was just like, you know, he's nowhere in this one. This time, uh, never mind. (laughs) But (laughs) my confidence, since I have these promises from God, I believe that we will find Christ in these verses. Mm. So as we look at it, we'll just read it one more time. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit and bring holiness to completion in the fear of God. If we go back and look at the life of Jesus Christ, when we see why he walked away from every defilement of body and spirit, it's it was always because of the promises of God. So how do I know that? Well, look at one key instance in Jesus's life. After he is baptized in the Jordan River by John, uh, the dove, you know, the Holy Spirit descends on him in bodily form as a dove. You hear the voice from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It says after that that the Holy Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness and he fasted and he was tempted by the devil. When the devil comes to him, he gives him three offers, you know, give, you know, I'll give you the whole world, uh, turn these stones into bread, you know, serve yourself, turn these stones into bread, I'll give you the, all, the, all the glory of the world that's been given to me, I give it to anybody I want and I'll give it to you if you'll worship me. Last of all, he says, hey, if you're the son of God, then why don't you throw yourself in this temple and everybody will know how great you are, you know, angels will come and rescue you. Each time Jesus presses these major temptations, and I think if you look at your life, you're going to find basically everything you've ever been to. I think you're going to find every defilement in body and spirit to be contained in those three things. You know, serve yourself, use your energy and your talent, everything to serve yourself, or worship the wrong thing so you can get the, some of the glory and authority of this world. Or last of all, okay, if I can't get you at those two, then if you want to be a spiritual hotshot, then put God to the test and, and let's see something awesome. So I think you'll find, you know, any defilement of body and spirit in there. But the but point is, why did Jesus walk away from each one? Was it because of anything in himself? No, he always counters it with the word of his father, the word of God. He counter, he counters each testimony by saying, why would I do this? God is my father. This is his word. No, it says in the word this. No, it, we don't live by uh, bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Uh, you worship God and him only. And then 
last of all, do not put God to the test. So Jesus himself walked away from every defilement of body and spirit um, because of the promises of God, not because of just making something up in the moment. Boom. And then, boom. And then bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God, we know that Jesus brought, the Bible shows us in many ways that Jesus brought his holiness to completion on the cross. In Philippians 2, it says that um, he became obedient and and to being in the form of a, of a human being. So he became human in obedience to God. He became a servant in obedience to God. He became obedient even to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And because of this, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. Okay? So he, I know. We're finding Jesus all over this verse. He's everywhere. Incredible. Incredible. So... All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I thought of something today. If you love the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast, one of the best things you could do, recommend it to a friend. Just let yeah. them know how you listen and where you listen and where you've gotten it, whether you're with us on Spotify or you're on our um, podcast website or whether you're getting us on Apple um, Podcast or wherever you are listening. Make it easy for your friend and say, hey, this has been helping me and it might help you too. Yeah. All right. Uh, we always love to hear from you, J. Sarah, J-S-E-R-R-A at thecrosspoint.com. Um, you can come right up to me if you come here to Crosspoint Church. You can walk right up to me in person and say, hey, thank you, and here's what I'd love to hear on the podcast. And as always, we're thinking and cooking up things for the future. So thank you for listening, and hope this helps you in your daily Bible reading. Peace.